Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of Jaeger Live. In today's episode, I want to talk about what you believe becomes your reality. So, let's get into it. Alright guys, welcome to another episode of Jaeger Live. I'm uh, so excited to be here. I'm um, just feeling this great energy doing this show and, and putting out these episodes for you guys because I feel like there's just really quality, I might be a little biased here, but I think there's really quality um, tips and and life lessons that I share with you guys and I just really enjoy sharing. It's so fulfilling to me. I, I hope that it really helps people. I hope that it reaches just the right person, maybe just the right time. and. I just I I'm just so optimistic about the future for this show. I think that it's really going to start a movement with people and um I really want to build this community of people that are really trying to live their best life and are putting comfort outside of their dreams. Or maybe their dreams before their comfort. There you go. <laughs> that sounds better. I wanted to talk about today's episode. It's probably going to be a, just a short episode because it's something that came up, and I think it's important. And, of course, everything that I talk about, I, I really do feel like there is importance and there's there's a reason why these things come up and why I, I believe that they're going to be valuable to you guys as the listeners. So you're probably going to hear me say that all the time, that I think that this is important, that it came to me, and yada, 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 right? Okay, so uh, we were driving home. Or, yeah, we were driving home from California after we got our stuff, Sarah and I. And, um, oh, you know what? Actually, I think it was we were driving to California to get our stuff. Sorry, flip-flop. So we were driving to California from Texas to get our stuff. And so it just came to me, this idea that um, I wanted to share with you guys. And it, it's basically the basis of this this episode. I was sitting there, and we're driving, you know, we're going back to get our stuff to, so we can bring it to our new home here in Texas. And it was so overpowering for me that I was realizing that when my wife and I put our heads together and we really, like when we say we're going to do something, we do it. And most of our relationship has been against all the odds. We both came from broken relationships into our relationship together, which was... Um, really difficult because when you come from a broken relationship, you bring that baggage on, especially when you haven't made peace with that past relationship and you haven't been able to heal and move past all the wrongs in that relationship. So we came from this really harsh relationships, a series of them, to be honest. And, um, you know, I had one failed marriage already and I had a, a, a slew of bad relationships. She had a slew of bad relationships. And we had been fighting, you know, it, probably our first couple of years of our, our relationship was just, it was rough. It was rough because we both knew what we wanted. We both knew what we didn't want in a sense, right? And we really held on to those so tightly that it was like, we weren't letting them go. And just to give you guys a little background, a little context here, Sarah and I are both very hard-headed. We're very stubborn. And we like things our way. 
Um, but I remember we were fighting one day, really big argument, and um, we were just, you know, she was laying on the bed, and I was sitting at the edge of the bed, and I was looking at the wall, and I looked at, I stopped, and I looked at her, and I said, you know, either we need to make this relationship work, something needs to change. Like, we need to change and really try, or we just need to cut our ties and be done. And from that moment on, it was, we both made the conscious decision to put an effort into our relationship. Not just live and be with each other and, and coexist, but to really build a relationship. And um, since then, it's been it's been on the rise. You know, we've we talk about things. We don't keep things from each other. We try to argue effectively and maturely, and we listen to each other, and we tr- put each other in our shoes, you know, each other's shoes, because that's the most important part, is when you're trying to uh, argue effectively, you need to understand where the other person's coming from and have that empathy and that sympathy of where where that perspective is of that other person, because then you can really truly understand where they're coming from and where it all begins. But the reason I bring up that story is because my wife and I have had a relationship where it has defied a lot of things. And it's really it's really powerful to think about where we started um and where we are now. Because like I said, you know, we had hard beginnings, but we made a decision, we both said, "You know what?" We're going to try in this relationship. And going further into our relationship, you know, we were two kids making, barely making ends meet, sometimes not making ends meet, having to borrow money, having to uh, sell tons of stuff off just to make, just to make money for rent and, and food and all this crazy stuff that we went through. And with each step, we decided, okay, we need to be financially independent now. We need to stand on our own two feet. Um, we need to fix our credit scores. And everything that we said out loud, decided on, wrote a plan out for, and it wasn't anything like intricate. Like It was just, we made a list. Like What do we want to do? Well, we want to do this. We want to fix our credit. We want to make more money so we're not living paycheck to paycheck. We want to pay our bills on time. We don't want to have to split it up between paying half of it this month and half of it next month and always being behind. Like it was, it was, it's insane to, to just think back and, and see how far we've come, not only as, as a couple, as a family, as, as individuals, how far we've grown. And I don't say those things to, to brag or to put anybody else down. Like if you're not there yet, then that's fine. That's not what I'm trying to do. But what I'm trying to do is is convey the power of your beliefs. Because think about all the things that we did. Like it, in the beginning of my our relationship, in the beginning of our lives, I guess you would say, in to adulthood, what are we taught to believe that it's somebody else's fault and that we have to we have no control over it and that perception, that belief becomes our reality. And there's a lot of people out there today in their 40s or 50s or 60s their 80s that believe that they don't have control. Some people just do them wrong. Like, you know, all these 
all these uh, victim mentalities that people have. So to go back to the original part of my story is that when we were driving uh, to California to get our stuff, I I looked over at Sarah and I said, you know what's crazy? Everything that we have said we were going to do, we have done. When we moved to Washington a couple years ago, people thought we were crazy. People thought we were talking shit because we didn't have a lot of money. We didn't really have... Um, a nest, a nest egg or a savings or anything like that to actually move two states away and to start over somewhere where nobody knew us. We had no family. We had no friends up there. And within a few months, we were living in Washington. When we were living in California, this when we came back to California from Washington, we knew that we wanted to... Um, well, we wanted to buy a house originally. Initially, we were going to buy a house because we were back. You know, my wife has a really great group of friends that she has. And um, we were going to be settling down back in California. And then we got this great idea about full-time traveling and just spending time with our kids and being with, being with each other and not being distracted by the daily struggles of everything else, you know, the, the daily distractions. Um and then, you know, COVID was shut everything down and yada, yada, yada. So then we still kept that in our mind about full-time traveling. And we made it happen. Um, and then after we were talking for a little bit, we were like, you know what? I think we want to buy a house again. Let's buy a house. And from that moment on, like, it didn't take any time at all. I think when you have something that you declare, whether you need to declare it out loud, whether you need to declare it on social media. Some people say there's a powerful um, there's a powerful motivator if you post something on social media saying, okay, I'm going to lose weight. I'm tired of being fucking fat. Um, I'm going to make more money. I'm tired of being broke as shit. Like, that's what you do, right? And then it gives you the motivation because you don't want to be humiliated with people saying something and then not following through with it. Because people's egos, man, I'm telling you, that it's a big motivator. But anyway, so for Sarah and I, like, we just, we say what we want, and then we just, we just do it. There's no second guessing. There's no, oh, man, like, we can't do this. We can, It's impossible. It's this and that and the other. Like, for us, I don't think we have a, it's impossible mindset. I think we, when we want what we want, we go for it. We don't make excuses and we just go forward and we just keep pushing forward and pe- keep pushing forward. Like, and I don't want you guys to think that this shit happened overnight. It really took a long time for, I think that, I think what took the longest was obviously, you know, getting our relationship to a different level. That took a long time because like I said, we're both hard headed. So, I mean, what are you going to do? It just took a long time. That growth coming out of, you know, young adulthood and, and really stepping up and being mature adults and being adults in a real relationship, that took a long time. Us getting our money right, that took a long time. Um, would it have taken less if maybe we had better money knowledge? For sure. I'm, 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 I'm 100% behind that. I think that that would have had we known certain things or if we knew the exact right ways to clean up our credit and all this, like 
we probably would have gotten to where we needed to go a lot faster. But at the same time, it's like it's all a process. It's all growth. Had we not gone through those struggles to get our money right, maybe we wouldn't be where we're at. You know, I think that's why a lot of people always tell warnings about uh, lottery winners. Just because you have a bunch of money doesn't know you, doesn't mean you know how to keep it, and doesn't know uh, doesn't mean you know how to reproduce the money. A lot of poor people, and I'm not talking shit with people. I'm just letting you know it's statistics. A lot of lower class um, people, lower classes in in regards to financially, not like saying you're trash or you're a piece of shit. I'm saying like lower class, the lower class are people that buy lottery tickets it's just a fact i there's nothing i can say about that but the reason a part of the reason that people are in the lower class is because they don't understand how money works they don't understand how to have money work for them instead of working for their money all these things right you just don't know what you don't know and that's fine but it's like you not seeking out the knowledge is what's going to keep you there and for us, you know, we sought out the knowledge and it took us a while because again, there's a lot of, it's a lot of scary, um, there's a lot of scary feelings that come up when you're, when you're trying to change something, but you know, hopefully the optimism and, and the, the goal is what keeps you going. So I feel the reason the whole episode came out and the whole reason I want to talk about this, I know it's kind of a long roundabout way. But I just want to let you guys know that like what you say to yourself and what you say out loud, putting in the universe or whatever you want to call it, like there is power to that. That shit is real. Whether you believe whatever you want to believe, there is something to self-deprecating speech. Like, you know, if you're trying, if you're always putting yourself down, if you're always saying, oh, I'm never going to get out of this. I'm never going to find a relationship where I feel like I can be myself. Like all these things that you keep telling yourself, it's powerful and it will keep you down. It'll keep you in whatever shitty position you are. That's why a lot of people are where they are. That's how the middle class became the middle class. That's how the lower class became the lower class. It's their minds. It's what they, they want to believe. If you think about, the lower class, like what's the thing? The man keeps me down. The government tries to keep me down. Uh, society, whatever. They're always having to blame somebody else. And I'm not saying that there are certain situations that can't be con- that are out of control, out of your control, because there are. But I just watched th- this really great story. I'm gonna tell you one little story, one more story, and then uh, we'll wrap this up. But I just watched this. Um, video on Facebook. And here's another interesting story before I get into that. You're going to like Facebook and Instagram, these things, they bring up things that you look into a lot. So for an example, like if you're always looking at like negative politics shit, that stuff's going to pop up in your, your video section of Facebook. That's it. It's intuitive. It sees what you, you want, and then it keeps feeding you what you want. Or what you're what you're seeing. That's how you know. That's how it works. That's how it keeps you hooked to the app or hooked to the program. Is that it sees what you go after all the time. It sees what you put into your mind, and it's going to keep giving you that shit. 
So if you keep looking up negative shit, guess what? It's going to keep popping up. But anyway, I digress. So I saw this story and there was this black guy in um, Watts. And anybody who's not from California, Watts, not a great area. Not a great area. Um, You know, you might think of like South Central LA, like uh, Compton, you know, all those places that are really just heavy in crime, a lot of a lot of drugs, just a just a rough place to be, a rough place to grow up. And this guy, like, he started talking about how he started hustling when he was 12, 13, selling weed, which, you know, you do what you do, you do what you gotta do to survive, right? And I I understand that and I sympathize with that. I get that. Um and then he started like somehow switched around. I don't um I don't remember, but he started selling candy. And this guy was kind of a bigger guy. He's, you know, chubby, big fat guy. And um, as he got older, he was down on the block with his buddies, I guess. And one of his one of his homies was like, hey, bro, like you should open a taco or you should start selling tacos. Like, I guess it was like a fat joke that they were making. And he was like, you know what? Maybe I will. And so he bought it like a flat grill and he started making shit in his mom's front yard, dude. And he did that shit. He said the first day he did it, it sold out. And the cops had to shut him down because it was causing traffic jams down his street because people were heard about his tacos and they were coming in like droves to come eat his food. And now, you know, where he is right now, he's got a he's got his own food truck and he's hustling, dude, and he's making his money. And he's and the the positivity that comes out of this dude, like if you watch this video, I wish I could like share it in this, in the show notes. Maybe I could, but it's just, it's so powerful to see. And it's so inspiring to see that these people, these from all walks of life refuse their situation and they want to make things better. And he's doing, he's killing it, dude. Like he's killing it all over um, social media and um, obviously he's killing it in his community and this dude's still sitting there being like hey I don't think I'm successful because I'm nowhere near where I want to be but I'm going to hustle every day I'm out here hustling every day and that shit's fucking motivating I don't care who you are if you can't watch a video like that and be motivated to change to make a change to better your life that's crazy and that's why it just all, you know, it all comes full circle is that when you put that energy out there and you're always going to stay positive. There was a video that I was watching or I was listening to with Kevin Hart. Sometimes I love, I listen to like these motivational videos on YouTube while I'm working out. Fuck man, they get you pumped up. But he was saying that it's hard to give a hundred percent and get nothing from it and do it again the same the next day. And to say, well, shit, I gave him my all yesterday. I didn't get anything. I'm going to give a little bit more today. And that's true. It's very hard. It's very hard to stay in that perception of positivity and you're going to reach your goals no matter what. But look at Kevin Hart. That dude is like one of the most positive motherfuckers I know. And he's, he's killing it. He's killing it. Financially, like... You know, he was doing, he's doing things as a comedian that no other comedians were doing. I mean, he's making movies. He has his own production company. He has his own publishing company. You know, 
you should look at this guy's bio. He's got a lot of shit going on. And he deserves every he deserves every accolade. He deserves every dollar. Because that dude you know gets up, takes it to the fucking max every day. I wish I could be on that dude's level. I wish I was on that guy's level. But that's, you know, that's my that's his journey. This is this is my journey. And we're all going to get there. We just have to do it at our own pace. So what I want to leave you guys with today is that before you start saying something to yourself, before you start putting yourself down, saying you're, you're fat or you're worthless or you'll never be able to get out of the hood or you'll never be anything more than a, a fast food worker or whatever negative thoughts you have about yourself, before you start even saying that shit, Think about the power of your words. Think about how you are bending your reality to your perception, your poor perception of yourself. And when you take a moment, just be conscious, be be conscious and in that moment and stop and be like, you know what? I am better than this. I will lose weight. I will become successful. I will be uh that business owner, or I will get my life back on track. I will stop doing drugs. Whatever whatever it is, know that you have the power to do it, and all you have to do is keep your belief strong, and your reality will be strong too. Guys, that's all I have for you today. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you guys. I love you guys. Um, I'm so excited about this show. And I'm gonna keep bringing it. I'm gonna keep bringing it to you guys as hard as I can with the with the best best knowledge that I can. I hope you guys enjoy the journey that I'm on. I hope you guys are enjoying your journey. And let's stay positive. Let's keep positivity out there. Let's cut the negativity shit out. And let's be our best selves. I'll talk to you guys later. <music>